the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day. The first one. Forby. Forby. F-O-R-B-Y. Means besides. Forby. Hmm. Very easy. Very simple. Forby. And then the next word of the day. Again, a phrase unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. My boy. M-Y-B-O-I. My boy. A great friend, but you want to sound cool or you don't want to say his name. So you just yell that. My boy. Like my boy was way too turnt this weekend. There you go. This past weekend. Or I'd be at the bar and let's say we're getting a- approached by a group of people and they're just like, yo, who you with? And I'm just like, my boy over there. Mm, and I, I like point it, it and I point at you. I like it. Or whoever else I'm at the bar with. Just my boys. Plural. Would that be B-O-I-Z? Yes. But, or yes, would it be yes. B-O-I-S? Boys. B-O-I-S sounds like little boy or next to you. Boys is like your homies. B-O-I-S, B-O-I-S sounds oh, like little. Oh, B-O-I, I think it's a B-O-Y. No, 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 no. Well, if you're spelling <laughs> it out, yeah, no. But I'm saying boy because the way that was spelled was I M-Y-B-O-I. B-O-I-Z. B-O-I-Z. Boys, plural. Mm-hmm. So there's a flock, a flock of boys. I'm a group of my boys. Yes. Yeah, my homies. What? All right. Uh, as you can hear, Flan's back. We're back. I had to take a quick little, quick little hiatus this weekend. Uh, he was in, where were you? New Orleans. Well, we'll hear about that in a second. And then I was Louisiana. on the verge almost dying. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah. There's only three cities that I even know uh, in Louisiana, and the rest of them are all, all be foreign to me. It's New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Shreveport. Do you know what Shreveport was? Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, now you know. You ready? Yo, yeah. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. Gas bags with fun facts. The podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes. Sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I am joined by my friend and co-host in that order, Brendan Flanagan. Yes. Hello. Jesus Christ, man. You sound like the weekend. (coughs) And that's coming from someone who's been told my voice sounds like I'm chewing glass, ripping heaters, and using whiskey as mouthwash. Yours sounds fine right now. Right now? It does? Okay, good. It sounds like it's back to somewhat normal or whatever it sounds like. It's, dude, Monday morning sometimes after a long weekend or like if they catch me at the radio station on a Saturday after a long night on a Friday, you know, we're doing a remote. That's when it sounds. Uh, Good morning. There you go. Perfect. Needed that. Yeah. So yours sounds extra gravelly like you've been (laughs) gargling rocks. So, uh, all right. Let's start off with Alpha, Beta, Zeta. I have a feeling that all of these are going to pertain to New Orleans or somewhere they're about, but shoot them off. Let's go. Uh, my alpha goes to my uh, my buddy Evan. Evan. Because Evan went to the strip club five times in three nights. <laughs> <laughs> a dedicated man. A and man on a mission. One, the one time I was there with him, he went to the ATM machine, pulled out a $100 bill, went straight to the bar, 
and asked for $101 bills and made it rain on the stage when he was hammered. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's an alpha move. That was one of the funnier things I've ever, I've ever seen. Rule number one of strip clubs is make sure you get out your money and <laughs> assert dominance. Oh, yeah. You make he asserted dominance right there. Assert dominance. Oh, that was pretty funny. And then, um, yeah, that was the alpha. What's the beta? Beta will go to, again, Evan, because oh, okay. he, I've never seen a man so drunk for four straight days, and he was, I mean, I was pretty drunk too, but he was on another level. He, what did he do? He, he just, I just, everything he did was very beta. I'm literally, I don't know how to say it, that sounds so douchey, but he's literally, everything he did was, I don't think he talked to one girl all weekend. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now we're getting, we're getting personal now. Not even, not even <laughs> with how drunk he was. Well, no, that's not true because you showed me that Snapchat. Oh, video. that's right. He, yeah. he, him, him, and my buddy Justin basically had a a, san, a chicken a sandwich, just make, just churning off makeout sessions with they her. They were just they were brewing mono, mono. That's what they were doing. Is that was just that's that's how that's patient zero right there. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. And when then, you're he, posted, that much and then spit he posted at one time. that on his story. On mm-hmm. Snapchat and got I think twenty screenshots. One of which was whom? I don't know. If it was, I don't know. If, I don't know if it was, hey, she screenshotted, but he, I think she saw it and it was a girl he was talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just him that done. Hammered done. That put the yeah. nail in that coffin. Yep. So that's unfortunate, Evan. But hey, it sounds like Evan did New Orleans right. He just maintained a blackout for four straight days. I mean. He even, he even said that it just felt like one long day when he was in New Orleans. You guys were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, and left Monday. Oh, okay. We were there for four nights. And what, that was the, was, what was the flight back on Monday like? I was fine. I was all right. Evan was, I don't think Evan slept Sunday night, and um, he was struggling. He was, <laughs> he was struggling. He needed some milk. He slept. He, he had the flight from New Orleans to Denver. He slept in the whole thing. Mm. And uh, once he got off, he's like, I you want... You guys I want from New Orleans to Denver to what, SFO? Oakland. Oakland, okay. And then he wanted a beer the second he got off the plane in Denver, so he went and got a beer. And nice. then <laughs> once he got off the plane in Oakland, he's like, I don't feel good. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's probably all the alcohol. That, that's where I'd start. That'd be my first first step on the agenda would be to review the alcohol consumption. Those are places we Yes. Zeta, what was the weirdest thing that happened in New Orleans? Um... Uh, Actually, this one, that, I don't know, it was weird, it was pretty funny, it was, uh, we were at this bar the first night, and there's this big woman. Large. Large and in charge. And she was, her job was to basically walk around and give you a shot. And she ran out of shots, and we're like, me and my, th- me and my buddy Jesse, and everyone like, what the f- what the F? You can cuss on the podcast. What the F? And... She just goes, here, I'll give you something With better. I'll give you something better. And she basically just grabs all, she grabs both her heads at each different time, just throws her face into her boobs and just <laughs> forces us to motorboat her. <laughs> like, no, I don't think this is better. I'd rather take your fucking breast milk than anything. God, I'll motorboat that with some Lizzo titties. Jesus. All right. Uh, and then, can I get one more, one more, <clears throat> one more beta? Jesus. Yeah, man. Are you Sorry. okay? I actually uh, heard about this today. Maybe it happened over the weekend, and the beta goes to one of your hot takes. What hot take? 
Jordan Poole, rookie of the year. No, what happened? Going to joint, going to the G League possibly. Oh, really? Oh, oh no! Oh, I've, I've, I've been sleeping on the Warriors. I'm not gonna lie, man. I I did I did I've taken a week off from that torture while I've been hyping up the Steelers and then also the Miami Heat because my Miami Heat are playing really well. That bandwagon is paying off this year. So all aboard, all aboard the Miami Heat bandwagon. Jordan Poole to the G League. That'd be awful. Supposedly. This is the it's the worst. That's why I read or saw some. All right, so motorboat in, in New Orleans. You care to explain? I have some questions here. Do you care to explain the Snapchat that you sent me that was just simply a, uh, a string of beads in your hand that said, I earned these? <laughs> yeah? I mean, do I just jump right to the conclusion there, or did you, like, earn them, earn them? Went around, went around a building and was just like, <clears throat> I'm going to earn these beads nah. the old-fashioned way. <laughs> no? Earn, I, I earned it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I earned it. <laughs> Plead the fifth. All right, so there's Alpha Beta Zeta there uh, from Flan's time in New Orleans. Sounds like a good time. I'd be down to go to New Orleans. That sounds like fun. And you said New Orleans is better than Vegas. I didn't say that was better. I said it was crazier. Crazier. Okay. I'm trying to think of where else would be Miami. I'd say Miami. It's no. It's it's just, it's just no. It's, uh, Miami is Miami's very. I think Miami. You've been very, to Miami. I haven't been there, but I've seen it and I've seen pictures. And stuff I've seen. And big, I've seen it in pictures. Videos, <laughs> vi- videos. It looks very similar to Vegas. I in would terms do of clubbing a lot. There's not. There's not really clubbing in New Orleans. It's just a bunch of bars and people just literally getting belligerent. That drunk. sounds like it'd be a lot more fun than my. But I'm still saying that, like, as far as it goes, like Vegas. New Orleans and Miami. I feel like those are the three places that you could go to and just be like, I'm going to fuck off for this weekend. Like, and as long as you do it responsibly, then you should be okay. But there's like, you, you get what I'm saying. There's yeah. different nefarious attractions at all three of those stops that an adult could just be like, you know what? This is my own Westworld right now. Just, we're going back east to go to Westworld. Yes. All right. Uh, some talking points here. I want to talk about, the, I, I got some things here. Flint. You want to, you want to. <sighs> okay. Okay, okay. I do, I do. Sorry, we're getting down to brass tacks. It's a business here. Uh, I have three talking points here that we could just hammer out real quick. Which one do you want to go with first? My sliding scale of failure, Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss, or Patriots by Gate 2.0? Uh, the first one. You want to go my sliding scale of failure? Yes. Okay, so it's this is when I say when I have the absolute take that I say if you don't win a Super Bowl, that your season was a failure. Correct? It's championship or bust mentality. This is where the sliding scale of failure comes in. And it's important, and this is what I was explaining to Dan <clears throat> earlier, a uh, couple, I mean, we, we were talking off, off mic one time, and I, ex- and I was kind of workshopping the theory at the time, but now I've like really, really like, pat- here we go, this is a hammer to 100%. Your sliding scale of failure, it's okay to fail by a little, depending on what the expectation was, where it's not okay to fail by a lot. So whether you're a coach, you're, if you're a coach in the NFL, even in the NBA sometimes you see it happen, but mostly in the NFL, if you fail, you can fail upwards, and you can fail consistently upwards as long as you're failing by a little because at the end of the day, the goal is to win the Super Bowl, right? So let's say the Steelers make it to the playoffs and they don't win a Super Bowl. While it was a fun, entertaining season where I learned a lot about the team, still ultimately a failure, but you only failed by so much, so therefore... I'm still happy with that when you take into the fact that everybody else is failing as well and you take a look at where their failure is. So if you don't make the playoffs, you're failing by a lot. You don't even finish 500, you're failing by a lot. That's how coaches get fired real quick. But if you make it to the NFC or, the NFC or AFC championship game and you fail by a little, that's not that bad. It was a great season. Mm-hmm. You came up just a little bit short. You make it to the Super Bowl and you fail. That one hurts. That one hurts if you lose the Super Bowl. But at least as far as getting trying to get there, it's just a giant sliding scale of failure. 
So just keep that in mind as we move forward uh, with the takes that are coming out because we, we, will we will refer back to this sliding scale of failure that, um, again, you know, I, I, I admitted on the last podcast that I flew solo. The Niners, you know, they did they did prove me wrong in the regular season. Now we'll see what happens in the postseason, and then we can assess them on the sliding scale of failure there. As far as we're concerned, it's looking pretty green, right? Because it's like you came in with this expectation that the team was going to be what? Uh, you said seven. I and said nine. I said seven and nine to nine and seven. But I said you said what? I'm trying to remember. Ten and six. You said ten and six. Okay, so yes, yeah, so they've exceeded your expectations. Yes. Okay. That's gonna hurt. It just, it just. I, I care about you. I'm still concerned that the Patriots. <clears throat> and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But the Patriots are still a fucking wagon. You got the Ravens. Uh, the, the Saints show that they can hang with you. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Packers and the Seahawks well, too. Well, we can hang with the Saints. When you probably thought the Saints were better than us before, right? Uh, yeah, I got yeah, well. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, see, but, so but, but, but okay. So it was a two-point game. Relax. And 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 in their in their dome. Well, there was some questionable. There was supposedly some, unbeatable. There was some questionable calls there that I've gotten flack since gotten flack also, for on Twitter. they got five times more penalties than we did. They mean? didn't have their first penalty at the end of the third quarter. But see, the thing with penalties is it's not, it's not, it's quality over quantity, right? So you could have, for, for that, example, that if you're trying to make a make a point over that fake punt call, there's multiple calls. That would have just that been one. would that That's was not, that was clean. Mm, okay, but I mean, the the rule makes sense. You I'm can't, you can, you can definitely do that because you don't know if the guy is throwing the ball or punting. I'm talking about well, and you can't just run alongside. I'm just good. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about earlier in the game, right? So let's say the Niners have like four false start penalties. By the way, there was also a third and five that we got called for on a uh, on a PI call that extended their drive to make them go ahead by one. Yeah, but then Michael got, Thomas, but then so. there was the then there was the face mask call, which should have been called. That's fine because he did grab all over Kittle's face mask that set it up right nice on a tee, you know, to where I think even. Like well, that's not, that's not a bad call. No, that's not no. what I'm saying. I'm saying it was just, you know, it, it was a bonus. But I'm saying that kick, Ted, I think even, you know, you could go find a JC kicker that could make that kick. Oh. It was just you know, right there and nice and easy for you. But I'm saying when you look at the penalties, it's like you could have four false starts in the first half. So you've got four penalties for 20 yards. Not a big deal. If I get a one, if I get one. We had like, we had like, we had like. Six for eighty. But that's what I'm. This is what I'm saying, Flan. It's about the time and what it and what the call is, right? Because if you just have, if you're just racking up a bunch of penalty yards in the first half, you know, then sorry, you have a, then you sorry, you're undisciplined and you have a bunch of penalties. But if you get something called in the second half to where it's like all of a sudden it's a roughing the pass what or a the, pass what, interference. What was the most egregious call in that game? Oh, dude, come on! Now you're trying. To, I'd say the most, one of the most egregious calls that I saw, and the only reason I think it's egregious is because we saw a play similar to it. When it was in the Steeler Cardinal game that did not get called was the unnecessary roughness on Yuzhchek or whatever his name is, uh, because what he did part of the rules. Ah, uh, nah, he sold it though. He got hit and he sold it. He started rolling around on the ground, holding Dude, his helmet. Dude, you would be hurting in too third, on that same play, bro. Quarter. But that's what I'm saying. If you because you didn't see it because you, you can't were, you can't be saying he was sold. He was no, selling that. No, because you that is some effed up shit. There, there's right? a, there's a but I'm saying. If you go and you take a look at what happened to Jalen Samuels, the Steelers running back, he takes a shoulder pad right to the face. It knocks the helmet off. I'm saying, where's the targeting there, right? Because if you look at the Saints player, he hits he hits Juszczyk with his chest, correct? No, with his shoulder. 
okay, right in there. Okay, so the, the, the Cardinal player ends up hitting hitting Jalen Samuels with his shoulder too. That should have been targeting as well. Jalen Samuels is laying there just smiling. This is where and I talked to I talked to some of the guys at work about it and you know, like Niner fans too, so it's not like I'm just out here on this complete anti bias. But we did come to the universal sense, uh, consensus. Like, had had Yuschek kind of just rolled around for a second and got up, that that wouldn't have been called. The fact that he did lay there and grab his head is the reason why that flag got called. Because I'm saying, you, when you go back and you take a look at the Steeler tape, Samuels didn't roll around on the ground writhing in pain while his while his helmet was you know 15 yards away from him. So I will just, say one thing about that game with Sean Payton is the biggest baby in the world. I think Sean Payton is too emotional. That's the problem. He doesn't do a good job of keeping his composure during a game and that's his biggest his biggest flaw is he gets he gets so caught he gets so caught up in everything and trying to make that work and it's just like I mean, you know, I'm in But in, he just in the emotions. He, it's like he never takes responsibility. Just, it's always the referee's fault it seems like with the guy. Mm, yeah. All right, moving along. So that's a sliding scale of failure that kind of shifted there. But you, you get what I'm saying there, right? It's about failing upwards and, and keeping in context that if it's win or if it's if it's all or nothing, then then you're nothing. You're your failure, your success failure. It's if only one team can be successful, everybody else is failing. So then you just have to monitor or keep in mind how much they're failing by. Okay, so, okay. all right. Uh, you want to go Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, or you want to go Patriots, Spygate 2.0? Patriots Spygate. Patri Patriots Spygate 2.0. So, do we even care about this stuff anymore? First things first. Do you care that the Patriots are allegedly spying? Not really. You don't care that they're allegedly spying? Okay. So. Do you? Yeah, I mean, it's just this is the same shit that uh, they did last be, time. You'd be heated for the Steelers. This is this is the same, Steelers but this line. but this is the same shit that they got in trouble for last time when they did it right, and it's like so apparently the craft. The craft production team or whatever they're doing a, a YouTube mini series on on Patriots the Patriots organization everybody doing their job and it's but why are you focusing on the Bengals coaching staff for eight minutes of that you know it's just and then apparently they asked like oh can we just delete the tapes right here you know no 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 okay enough with this they finally owned up and said yeah we were doing something like we were videotaping but they didn't actually like necessarily own up to the fact that they did anything wrong they just owned up to the fact that this happened so it's just frustrating man because again this organization i understand the whole trying to do anything you can to get a leg up on the competition but this is like legit the entire time this this franchise has been successful there's been shit like this going on and and this year it would be a year of you know, any I, that it makes I sense. Wonder, that it would I wonder if other teams are doing that. They're just just Patriots are just they just I don't know. Maybe the Patriots are just the sloppiest at it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> no way. I don't think it's that at all. I think that they're just continuously committing to committing to try and getting an edge, and it's ridic It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely. I'm I'm tired of the Patriots. I'm tired of them. Cancel the Patriots. That'd be the one team. Honestly, if it was a Patriots Niners Super Bowl, I'd eat a ton of crow, but I would still cheer for the Niners in the Super Bowl. Had that had that be the case, because I can't fucking stand the Patriots. I, I can't. I hate the Patriots more than I hate the Ravens. Okay, I respect the Ravens. I don't like them, but I respect them. I fucking hate the <laughs> Patriots. I hate them. With with like all of my sports fiber being almost, I I don't even hate the Rockets as much as I hate the Patriots. They're gonna they, wow. they might be one of the I might stroke out if the Patriots win a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, put me on a fucking health watch. All right, next up, Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss. Uh, Flan, how long does this last before we get some recruiting violations? Uh, I'll give it by July. <laughs> July. <laughs> it's good to have Lane Kiffin back at a major school. He was at Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic there over in, over in Florida, you know, obviously in Florida. But uh, now to have him back in the SEC, I don't think they're going to compete right away with, 
with like an LSU or an Alabama, but I think that they'll definitely, you know, start beating Mississippi State and all these other teams that they should in the SEC, like, you know, Missouri, uh, Texas A&M, all those guys. Like, they'll be right up there with, like, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Like, that's where Ole Miss will be. I don't know if they'll be necessarily be able to beat them right away. It might take a year or two. If they do it in a year or two, then, then, we, might, then we might start questioning some recruiting violations. Just all of a sudden, oh, how much did he get paid to go there? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, because they all yeah. get paid. So, all right, we're giving Lane Kiffin not, not too long before the recruiting violations kick in. Well, best of luck to Lane. All right, now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked, I'm the streets voice out west. Derek Cole's contract <clears throat> is $1 million less than Angel Stadium and the 133 acres of land that surround it. <laughs> so for $1 million more, the Yankees could have bought Angel Stadium and the surrounding land. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Is it for sale? Like, can, yeah, if I was a sideburners, I'd just be like, eh, this is probably the, for the best here, for just the integrity of the league. Just get this out of the Angels' ownership. No, no, uh, the stadium is owned by Disney, so. Oh, not <laughs> going anywhere. Not going anywhere. So that means the land is owned by Disney, too. Does Disney just own yeah. Anaheim? They just own Anaheim, huh? Orange County, I'd assume. Yeah. Or, no, I don't know, whatever the hell it is. Whatever county it is. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. Yeah. All right, uh, do, you have, uh, do you have one more for us? Um, I do, and it's going to segue into... Let's talk about baseball, which is great, talking about baseball in December. Okay, let's do it. So, <clears throat> Scott Boris's clients so far, Derek Cole has a $324 million contract. Rendon has a $245 million contract. Strasburg, same thing. And Moustakis has a $64 million contract, totaling $878 million that Boris has made his clients so far. I'm curious to know what percentage he gets. That's what I'm saying. I want to know what his commission is. That eight, what is it, 867? It's going to be like 378 million. Eight, eight, and he still has Hunjin Ryu, Nick Castellanos, Dallas Keuchel, and I want to say there's one more big free agent that he has. I can't remember, but at least those three. So even at 10%, that's... 10% eight. seems too high. For me, I don't know. Maybe it is about Even 10%. if it's... Uh, even if it's five percent, that's still like eighty-seven thousand yeah. dollars. No <laughs> way! Crazy. Get out of here. I'm saying, what, what's uh, what's ten percent? That would be what is that? Eight, eight, eighty-seven million out of yeah, that. Eighty-seven something. Oh, Jesus million. Christ, man! I mean, I'm no math guy, but that's a lot. <clears throat> oh yes. What? Oh, eighty-seven, yes. eighty-seven yeah. million dollars. Why would you? Why would you even be an agent anymore? Just retire. Just retire. Like I would, I would say, you know, fuck off. I got you the contract. See ya, bye. And then just go to. You can do it again next year. Oh my God, dude! That's maybe so... not as much, but you could do it again and make more money. That dude's gonna be one of the richest people in the world. No, just kidding. We we should have all been in sports agency, or we should have been sports agents. Well, he's been up. he's been doing this for a while, though, right? Like, think about he all. Started the... off as a lawyer, didn't he? And think about all the fat contracts it. he got, all the Alex Rodriguez and all those guys before. He's been doing this for like twenty five years. I bet you he is one of the richest people in the world if he did it right. Like God. It seems like any time, and he was T.O.'s agent, like any, it just seems like any time. He holds the biggest news conference at the winter meetings. More annoying news conference, Drew Rosenhaus or Jerry Jones? I don't think I'm watching Drew Rosenhaus. Mm. Next question. 
Yeah. Jerry Jones are pretty annoying. Next question. Yeah. Jerry <laughs> Jones is just let's make it all about myself. All right, Tim. So we had some uh, we had some fishes land. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Actually, we had some deals land uh, in the hot stove there. What's what's going on in baseball? Hot, hot, hot. The Angels are looking primed to get some pitching next season. Next season, not this season though. So poor Mike Trout's gonna yeah. have to suffer out another fucking year down there in no man's That's land. Right. Now he has extra backing in this lineup, so maybe he'll have an even better season than he did last year, and the year before, and the year before, and the year before, and the year before. And they'll still only win 70 games. 70 games. Uh, maybe 80. Maybe they go 82 and 82, or 81 and 81. <laughs> nice. We'll see. Great success. So. We'll see. Who, so who signed? Oh, yeah. Uh, Anthony Rendon is now the third baseman for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And then who, who just signed with the Yankees? Garrett Cole. Uh, Garrett Cole. Oh yeah, it doesn't. I don't really care, man. The Yankees now. This is about to be the tenth straight year. You've got the highest payroll in baseball, and it's t- proven now for ten no, straight some, years that that can't buy a championship. No, this is, I, th- I think it's. Um, it's not somewhere that they show like the last like seven big contracts of people that switch teams. Like it goes all the way back to like Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. And their stat line when with, during that contract is not anywhere to where there was before no. it. Yeah. They get these big talent. But the ones that sign those big contracts that stay in the city, they they do pretty fine. But the ones that leave, if for some reason. So you're saying it's the guys that they pay through their farm system that end up doing well. Pretty much, I think it's just I don't, it's it's the it's the one sports actually not the one. Mm-hmm. Do you that? think somebody would have caught on to that trend by now? Basketball is the only sport I think of a, or a, a player can go from team to team and still be just dominant. Well, because you can impact the game right away. Yeah, and, but yeah. football when it comes to like football and baseball. Don't really see that. Tim, any other big signings? Uh, the Dodgers signed Blake Trinan to a one-year $10 million deal. Nice. Nice. That's pretty good. The Giants acquired Zach Kozar and I can't remember the other guy's name from the Angels. Will somebody. a player to be named later, I think. Yeah, that Will somebody was like the number five pick in the draft last year. So. Yeah, his 15th pick last year. Dope. That's good. <laughs> Jeff is stoked. <laughs> <laughs> give me some young guys that I can totally overreact to and make some outlandish. Give me some outlandish takes when I go to a spring training game and then I just see them and I'm just like, well, this team is World Series destined. Elliot Ramos no. and Bart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that Joey Bart guy. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, he's the best catcher. In the- I still remember the the game I went to this year earlier this year. I forget who I fucking forget who the pitcher was who was closing. And the dude in front of us just turned around and just goes, he's the best closer in the league. <laughs> and I was just like, that's not true. I, I didn't tell him, but I was just like, that's not true. And then he ended up closing out the game versus Padres, right? And we, and I just ended up tapping this guy on the shoulder. And I just go, he's the best fucking closer in the league. And so I made a friend that night at, at uh, what do we call it now, Oracle Park? Yeah. It's always, so, it's always AT&T. Uh, dude, always AT&T, <clears throat> not Pac Bell? I call it AT&T. Okay. Monster. Was it ever monster? No, you're thinking, was, you're thinking, stick. yeah, you're thinking a stick, bro. Was it? I thought Pac Bell, ATT, whatever it was, was uh, whatever. No, no it, it was AT and T, CBS. It's Pac-Bell. okay, man. You're forgiven. You're you're an LA fan, so it's okay. We don't expect you to know that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you don't expect me to know the name of the just like just perfect. like the name of your stadium, Caesar Ravine. No, I'm just kidding. Chavez Ravine. I know it is. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Uh, so let's go to the picks before we get to Lytle's Locks. Uh, I want to know your most confident, your least confident, and then your wild card pick. You are coming off a three and five week last week, and you are sitting second only to Flan on the leaderboard at 36, 27, and one. 
What's my Man, overall record? Man, how did that happen? 37, 26, and 1. I had a pretty bad week last week, didn't I? You went 4-4. Four four. Oh. Yeah, but this is this is all... We're Now we're starting to cross over into the other segment. Uh, what do you mean, how did it happen? You went 3-5. and five. What happened the week before? You had a very resurgent week, sir. What, what happened? You went 6-1. and one. I did what? Yeah, <laughs> the asshole. You know exactly what you did. Six you went, and one. You went six and zero oh the week uh the week of from eleven twenty and then you went six and one from twelve on the on the fourth of December. Excuse me. And then yeah, then you went three and five last week. So now what are we gonna do this week? I don't know. You tell me. Gee, stupid spreads. That's all I have to say about that. Numbers are hard. Yeah. I hate numbers. All right. So your most confident game. <laughs> Uh, most confident game will be. I don't know. I'm not confident in any of these games. Vikings or the Chargers. Chargers are giving up or getting two and a half points at home. And Philip Rivers sucks. I just think it's <laughs> Kirk Cousins coming back. I think it's Kirk Cousins versus Philip Rivers. Man, that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. Today. That'll be a, that'll be a fun one to keep track of on the red zone because somehow, some way, you already know Philip Rivers is going to have the ball with like 90 seconds left on the clock, maybe one timeout, and be down about four or five points and have to get have to get his team down the field, where he may or may not inevitably throw that pick. Yeah, he'll get to the 45, uh, the Vikings 45. What's that shit going for? He'll go for a deep pass over the middle, and Harrison Smith's going to pick him off. What's the shit going for, Flynn? Nothing, 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 nothing. Okay. Uh, Tim, your least confident pick. Least confident pick is I took Navy. Giving up ten and a half points. <laughs> I don't know who's good in that game. In the Army Navy game. Mm. I like swimming, so I'm going with Navy for that oh, one. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, there. I like that that thought process there. Uh, you, have you watched any Army Navy games? I've seen a couple Navy Actually, games. Actually, I'm taking Army. I'm taking Army. Okay, so I have a bunch of family serving in the Army, but I've watched some Navy games, and it's very hard to stop that triple option. So good luck to to Army. But you know what? Regardless, that's a thank you for your service game. So. It's, it's everybody wins. I mean, not really, but, you know, in theory. So America wins. How about that? Yes, because we have these kids that sacrifice everything. America, fuck to yeah. To play football. Yeah. <laughs> and then go serve. All right. Uh, your wild card game is? Wild card is not very wild. Mm. I got the Rams winning in Jerry's world. Uh, oh, really? I thought the game yeah. was in L.A. It's in, it's in Dallas. I think it's in Dallas. In Dallas. All right. What's the spread on that? You got? I got. You text me the Rams minus one. Uh, that's what it says on the Score mobile app. I refuse mm. to use your Caesar's Palace ESPN shenanigans. Thank you. All right. So that we can put an <laughs> we can put an asterisk next to Tim's win loss record because he may have been hey. just making up spreads the entire time on his own. So no. The way I normally do is I just go through and I give you every single game. I pick whatever and I give him a wild card game. And every week you always say, oh, they're giving up blah, blah, blah. Or they're getting blah, blah. I say, all right, cool. I don't care. That's what I'm picking. Okay. Well, they're giving one point on the road. They're a road favorite. Okay. Oh, they're giving one point on the road. They're a road favorite. You know what that means. They better win. It's going to be an even spread. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank, thank you, Flynn. Thank you for the explanation point. Tim, do you have any shit to talk before we say goodbye? Until next time. No, I normally do, but I guess I'll let you off the hook today. 
Thank you. All right. Even though well, you said you're going to not miss any shows till Christmas and then Sunday happened. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you know, I wrote a, mouth, I wrote a check that my mouth couldn't catch. So not the first time, not the last, but yeah. Uh, we'll try and Sounds be consistent. We'll try and be consistent up until Christmas. We'll try. There's no promises. Right. There's Sounds a prom- oh. There's a promise to try, but there's no promise that it'll be fulfilled. How about that? I do have one shit talk thing to say. Okay. Dana White is high on crack. Mm, why? Because mm, he said that if Connor outlasts Cowboy in their fight coming up, and then Khabib beats Ferguson. That there would be a rematch for <clears throat> Connor and Khabib. That's wild. No way. If I'm so, if I'm the UFC, regardless of what happens, I'm making Connor fight Cerrone. Obviously, that happens. I might give him one more fight after that, or I would have him fight Ferguson, regardless of result versus Khabib. So that way, he gets two fights in before I set up the Khabib rematch. Because to throw Connor right at Khabib after one fight against a fighter that really doesn't even have the same style as Khabib, that's a little unfair. Like, at least Tony Ferguson is a hybrid of both stand-up and coming at you on the ground. And the thing about Tony Ferguson is that dude's cardio is insane. It just, he doesn't get tired. So Yeah, I agree. My, my biggest qualm about it is that there's a man named Justin Gagey that destroyed Donald Cerrone. And where's his respect? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So I guess you could have you could have McGregor fight Cerrone, then if I have him fight Gaethje, and then have him fight Ferguson before you have him fight Khabib. Because there's no way Khabib said he's like, I'm going to have him fight 10 fights before he fights me. That's not happening. But if I'm McGregor, you get those four fights in you, and then maybe you go out on top. Maybe you're done. If you if you can string together four fights, you'd probably have to fight Khabib for a, for a third time, you know, the, th- the rubber match. But if you could pull off three straight victories like that, you put yourself in a position to make a fuck ton of money against Khabib, and you could ride off into the sun set you know and be undisputed and nobody really not undisputed but nobody really questioned your rep because he did he did falter there for a little bit so i don't know but you know mcgregor's not paying me for for advice but you know my line's open if he is because that's what I, I would suggest but that tony i think that tony hot take that tony ferguson khabib fight's going to be a better fight than mcgregor cerrone because mcgregor cerrone somebody's getting knocked out in round two that's just going to happen and then where i think it'll go to decision you think it'll go to decision yep Interesting. Okay, I think somebody gets dropped in round two or it goes to decision. Nobody's going to get popped in the first round. I think they'll be too scared to fight each other at, at first. And then I think, well, not too scared, but you know what I'm saying, just like very, very cautious. And then you'll have uh, you'll have some action there in the second where I think something will happen. Otherwise, it'll go to decision because that ain't a five-round fight. How early before, how early before a fight do they do camp? Uh, usually about eight weeks out. So he's already in the middle of camp right now. Well, he's always technically, if you follow his Instagram and, and his Twitter, he's technically always kind of sort of working out. So that he does a good job of staying in shape. But as but far he's, as like he's dialed in right weight now. cut, yeah, because that's just what he's working out, walking around. He might walk around at one. What is he? What's he fighting at? One fifty-five. So he might walk around at like one seventy, one eighty. He's fighting at one seventy-five. Is he fighting at one seventy-five now? I think they're fighting at one seventy for this one. Okay, well, maybe he had to make a weight jump then because I know with most guys what will happen is they'll usually walk around at about 10 to 15, sometimes 20 pounds heavier than what they normally fight at before they... Sure, how's cat? More than that. Really? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, was... yes, 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 yes. I know that it's hella hard. Figure Diaz probably walks around around 210, and that's just with training and everything, so he cuts down to 155, 170 for his fights. Jesus. Yeah, well, he's, doing, he's makes... doing triathlon training too, so... Right, but that's what that's what makes that one FC organization so interesting. So they do not do weight cuts. What you walk around at is what you fight at. So they do a good job of monitoring you. Yeah. So, but I think that could be that could be Ferguson fight. That's going to be either somebody's going to be fucked up, and that's going at least four rounds before somebody gets submitted because those nope. guys are. Oh yeah, way. <laughs> 
I got, I think that Ferguson gets a knee bar in the second round. You think so? Khabib. I yeah. just think Khabib's so good on the ground, but I think Ferguson's crafty enough to be able to counter some of his BS, you know? But, like, I think Khabib's more, like, textbook, just, like, Samba, like, boom, let's go right to this, and then Ferguson will be kind of able to improvise, because he's more BJJ, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he'll be able to improvise and kind of go on the fly because that's what that style allows for. And then, you know, he'll uh, – and, and they'll extend it out. And there'll be some there'll be some shots traded on the feet, but a lot of ground brawling there, and it's going to be a lot of grappling in that fight. So people should be uh, – that, that'll be – like if you're a technical fight fan, you'll be in for a treat with that one where I feel like the other one's going to be more of a slugfest and there'll be, there'll be kicks and shit like that. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like somebody's going to get knocked out in the second round of Khabib Connor because all of a sudden his foot will just come fucking flying and – and, and it'll catch somebody, you know? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. See Sounds soon. good. <laughs> Bye, Tim. We'll try our hardest. Yeah, we will. All right. Flynn, it was great hearing you again. Good to hear you. I appreciate Tate. your voice. <laughs> appreciate Jeff, it. Jeff, you know how I feel about you. Nice. All right. Bye, Tim. Mm-hmm. See you, Tim. Bye. And the return to Lytle's Locks on Wednesday. So we say what's up to friend of the show, Billy Lytle. What's up, Billy? How's it going? Oh, you know, hanging tough. Uh, Flan just got back from New Orleans. So, you know, you know all about that, given your experience in, in uh, back in the day going there. So I'm the only one that hasn't been. So I guess I got to go soon. I bet Flan's trip was a little cooler. Yeah, probably yours. Yeah, yours. When did you go? He went back in high school. Oh. <laughs> so he was definitely. I used a shovel when I was <laughs> drinking <laughs> your brains out. Uh, well, you know, now we go. We can plan a trip. We can all plan a trip. Plan to know exactly where to take us on all the spots. So we'll go back and and, and do it up, uh, Mardi Gras, right around the corner. So, all right. Uh, looking back at last week. Oh wow. Uh, Dan actually leaderboard six and two. The worst was cousin John at one and seven. Bill, you finished at five and three. I was five and three. Mateo was five and three. Flan was four and four. Tim was three and five. And Billy's sitting uh, in fourth on the overall leaderboard. I'm profitable. Right. Yes, you are. You are in the green. I'm in the green. That's Flan's in the matters. green. You're in the green. Mateo's in the green. Tim's in the green. Cousin John and Dan. Best of luck. They, they're going to be owing the bookies soon. All right, fresh new the mobs coming after them. Oh, yeah. Well, well you, you know, and that's the last thing you want there. All right, uh, now fresh new crop of games this week. Let's start off with the thank you for your service. Army-Navy game where Navy is giving 10.5 points. I'm, I'm just going to take it right off the bat. Triple option, that's tough, man. That's tough to stop. And I don't know anything about Army, and that's not good. Uh, I have cousins that serve in the Army, but that, that's not going to help them on Sat- or Saturday when they play. So I'm taking Navy, Mateo, Tim. Cousin John and Dan are all taking Navy. Bill, what are you going with? Uh, I'm going with the midshipmen as well. Yeah. This class isn't going to get beat all four years. They've lost the last three. Navy has? So this is that. Yeah. Really? Navy's gotten three in a row after. I think Navy won like 20 in a row. <laughs> that shows you how closely I've been following <laughs> the rivalry game. I had no idea that Army had won three in a row. That's wild. I didn't know it was three. I thought they got their first one last year, but I guess that was a few years ago. Huh. Flan, who are you going with? 
I'm going Navy also. Navy. All right. Any particular reason why? Uh, nope. Just they still got Navy. the Hawaiian coach. Do they? Bill, can you confirm this? Do they? Have the, they still got the Hawaiian coach. I'm not putting my name on that. All right, I'm going to look at Navy <laughs> Navy head coach. I'm pretty sure he's a Hawaiian dude. Yeah, Ken Neo Matalolo. I don't know. Yeah, Neo Matalolo. Yeah, yep, yep. That exactly of course. what he said, yeah, what he said. All right. I'm just saying that dude's uh, that dude his philosophy of football, he's like perfect for the triple option. It's like smash mouth. He's like the Hawaiian Ed Orgeron right there. It's just get up in your face and just boom, let's go, you know? And I think that uh I mean, clearly it hasn't worked the past three years against Army, but I think it's going to work this year. So, all right. Uh, next uh, next game up on the list. This one's interesting. The Texans are traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Titans are giving three points. I have Mateo, and that's it. Mateo's the only one taking Tennessee so far. Tim, Cousin John, and Dan all taking the Texans. Flan, who are you going with? Um, I'm going with Texans. I think last week was kind of overlooking that one for the Titans game, possibly. And uh, I love it was a trap game. I think so. And then they played uh, like just the Patriots game. I'm going with the Tex Texans. Okay, Bill, who are you going with? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. I'm going with Tannehill without a doubt. This Titans team is real. If you look at his uh, numbers as a starter, <clears throat> he's pretty legit. That guy wins. That's hmm. what he does. Interesting. Tan what'd you call him? Tannehan? Yeah. <laughs> just just balling out. Uh I, I think Tannehill's been playing really well. I think he's playing just well enough to trick the Titans into giving him a three year deal with guaranteed money, something like Kirk Cousins. A really stupid so a contract that they'd immediately regret at the moment that they signed it. And so for that reason alone, I think that that's a that's something that that's a ruse that he's pulling. Um, we have nine years of tape on Ryan Tannehill. It's great to see him playing well, but we have nine years on what Ryan Tannehill is. Okay, so and the fact that he's actually got a defense now that compared to what he had in Miami to just kind of keep him in the game where he doesn't have to do so so terribly much. But you know, I'm talking a lot of shit for a guy that I relied on in like week 11 of fantasy when Brady was on a bye. So. You know, it's it, but I'm not I'm not 100 sold on them. Plus, I need the Texans to win this game to help the Steelers playoff chances. Okay, because I'm having a little shaky thought about Buffalo, so I'm starting to take that into account. Let's go Texans. Take care of the Titans this week. All right, next game. I thought I thought I was gonna get a reaction out of you guys really there. Nope. I was just, nope. Okay. Uh, I don't see it happening. Thank I, you. I didn't want to rain on your parade. Oh, okay. You don't see Houston winning, or you don't see or what? No, Tennessee's winning that game at home. Oh, okay. Doubt it. They're on a heater. Derek <laughs> Doubt it. Doubt it. I think that – think Texas defense is in shambles. Bill, that division's so stupid. That'd be the division where nobody would win a home game. They'd all win their games on the road. I was thinking of this earlier. That's the one division yeah, that's, that, like, the most forgotten division. It I is like, because yeah. it's, like, it's literally the AFC equivalent of the NFC East. It's just none of those teams are as important to the media, so it doesn't get the coverage. They but it's are a, a wild card. It's a joke of a division. Yeah, the fact they just have to. Like, they, I had to think about who was in that division. Somebody has to win that division because somebody has to win that division. Otherwise, nobody would win that division because if they were left up to their own choices, they'd all look at each other and just be like, well, maybe you want it this year. You know, it's like, come on. It's, it's a bunch of teams that are destined to perpetually finish 8-8, eight 9-7, 8-8. Eight, and seven, eight and eight. The Jags were the aberration because they had a terrific all-pro defense, and Blake Bortles decided, well, actually, what he didn't decide. They took the ball away from Blake Bortles that season. They just fed it to Leonard Fournette, and they what, won 13, 13 games or something like that? 
no, yeah, maybe they were a, eleven. They were a few minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know because it beat Pittsburgh. Whatever. Um, okay, so throttled them, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Was that game in Pittsburgh? Next game, the the Cleveland Browns are traveling to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, uh, the Cardinals are getting two and a half points at home, and I have Mateo, Tim, and cousin John taking Cleveland. Dan is taking Arizona. Bill, who are you going with? Uh, I don't really like either either of these teams. You don't want to put money on either of them. Tough game to pick. Tough game to pick. But I'm I'm a roll with Baker. Ooh. I don't that, think that Cardinal that. defense is so shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they <laughs> they they give up the pass. That, that's just a hard yeah, game to pick. Pass defense is so bad. <laughs> Okay, I'm with the Browns too. You're gonna go with the Browns. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Uh, shocker, but that you know, was the one game where like Jared Goff was struggling and it went off for like five TDs and 450 yards passing. I think well, what happened? The and Browns. Never mind, I don't want to start that argument right now. The Browns. What? The Browns still have an illusion of making the playoffs, and I think that'll last for another week. I think it this ends way. this week though, because I think the Cardinals get them. Honestly, I would put that the Cardinals. I would take Cardinals money line on this because I think Ooh. that I think that they'll be just good enough. Everybody's hyping up the Browns, the, the defense, this and that, the playmakers on the offense. Look, this team has severely underperformed. They don't know what to do with OBJ. I wouldn't be surprised if they find something to do with him this week, but I'm not saying it's going to be enough for them to actually win the game. I think that... I don't, I, I don't, th- I don't think you Kingsbury, Kingsbury, Kingsbury and Murray can make I something don't, work. I don't think you understand Did how bad that back? defense is. What? Did they get Miles Garrett back? No, I don't think they got him. No, no, he's not coming back. So they'll be, yeah, that's what. The offensive line is terrible too, but I think that Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury can get something going to where they can they can find a way to scheme together something there. And I, look, I ain't saying it's going to be pretty. Look, this could be a 30, this could be a game where the both these guys are in the 30s or for some inexplicable reason, Baker just has a terrible game and both teams are both teams struggle to put 17 points up on the board. Who knows? But I could see, it could be Arizona's second tie of the year. Uh, honestly, probably. And even in then, that would still give me the win in this. So, you know, it, I, I'll take it. So I'm taking the Cardinals there. All right, next game. And I think this is pretty This is pretty obvious, right? It's uh, bittersweet. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be traveling to the well, – Can uh, I say something with this game? Can I say one thing about this can game? I, but can I introduce it first? Well, all right. Fine. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Jags are traveling to really Oakland anxious. to take on the Raiders – the Raiders are getting six or giving six and a half points at home. It's the last game that's going to be played in Oakland. I have Tim as the only one that's taken Jacksonville so far. Mateo, cousin John, and Dan are taking Oakland. Flan, the floor is yours. What do you want I to think, say? I and think who are you I taking? I think it's a, it's a little BS that um, one, it's not a division game in their last game at, at O.co, and it's not on some kind of prime time. I think it's kind of BS. He, he rests his case. This early in yeah, the, yeah it, should be, it, should, it should be. It should be next week or the week after. He's saying it should have been yeah, week seventeen. Week sixteen or seventeen, yeah. and it had to have been the Broncos, the Chargers, or the Chiefs. All it's, at the same time. That's really what it joke. should have been. Week sixteen should have just been Oakland playing all three of those teams at the same time. Just give yeah, me. Yeah, last three weeks. Give me all no, three divisional. But no, 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 no. I'm just saying they play them all at the same time. Just take the best players from each team on that's the Broncos, just, the Chargers, and that's just not and the funny. Chiefs, and just throw them that's all out there at the same time and just say, "Here, here you go, Oakland. We're gonna go out on this note." <laughs> yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> you just yeah, got Mahomes throwing to Rivers there on the outside. Just be I didn't say that it had to be specific positions. You're just taking the best yeah, players off of each Rivers team. Rivers get lit up over the <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm all for that. I that. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, what a world. Okay, so I'm going to say that it's easy that you guys are going to take Oakland. Oh, I'm, ta- I'm taking Jags, but Oakland <laughs> to win. Oakland to win. Oakland to win. I think it's been a close game. Okay. <laughs> Bill? Uh, it's it's the last game, man. They got to pull one together. They've been playing so, so bad. <laughs> yeah, they, so yeah. bad to watch the past few weeks oh. and when they gave us some hope. Dude, the Jets game was so bad. Oh yeah, like the, that was the week. It was like, okay, we, we got the Jets in the back, then we'll probably lose to KC, but we'll still be in it oh. and just get absolutely. You're still technically in the hunt run. graphic, right? Yeah, we're not mathematically out of it. Yeah, yet. there you go. There's still hope. This might not be the last game in Oakland. Just win. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Just wild card. Maybe the sixth wild card makes it the NFC, or the AFC championship with ball game. Another one in Oakland. There we go. <laughs> All right, one can only hope. All right, uh, I, too, am going to take Oakland. There's just no way that the Raiders lose their last game at the Coliseum. Just Jack's money line. Not Jack's money line. Fuck. Dude, just stop you, touching dude the, you need to get a better damn. Just stop touching the cord. Just stop touching I'm the not cord. not touching it. There you go, and it's not nothing's happening. Jags to cover, though. Jags to cover? Yes. What, so, Jags are getting six and a half. So, yeah, I mean, I still do. Well, I think the Raiders win by at least a touchdown. You think they win by less than that, obviously. But I think that, honestly, I don't think the Jags stand a chance. I think Minshew's going to get eaten up. It's just going to be a matter of how which Derek Carr is going to show up. Is it going to be the Derek Carr? The crowd is going to be out of control. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be emotional for sure. Are either one of you going? Bill, you going? Plan, you going? No, No, I can't bring myself to go. Damn shame. All right. Big Mike will be there, though. Okay. So, represented. All right. All right, uh, second to last game here. Vikings at Chargers. Chargers are getting two and a half points at home, mind you. So just keep that in, just keep that in mind. Uh, Mateo, Tim, Cousin John, and Dan all taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Chargers because, Ooh. like I said earlier, this is going to be one of those games where somehow Kirk Cousins is not going to play that well for some inexplicable reason. I think Bosa will be able to get to him enough to shake him up and, and shake, you know, shake, him, uh, shake up their offense. And Rivers is going to be in that position that he's perpetually in, that football purgatory that he has to just serve this this life penance for. Is he'll be he'll be within striking distance. They'll be you know down six or seven with about 90 seconds left. He might have one timeout. They'll have the ball at their own 30, and he'll have to make something happen. And he may throw a pick, you know, like he normally does, or he you know this time I feel that he throws he throws the t- the, the touchdown pass, you know. Or maybe he gets, or maybe pass to the Vikings, though. no. So maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a, a, a game-winning field. Like they need a field goal situation, you know. They're only down two inexplicably, and I'm, I'm gonna cover anyway. But they still get the ball down there to kick the game-winning field goal. I would take the Chargers money line in this game. I'm just saying. The, char- the Chargers have a great history with kickers. So yeah, I, so I trust. I trust. <laughs> them to make try to, I take that back. Jesus Christ. And Youngway is looking actually pretty good in Atlanta. So I don't know what happened there. It's just uh, you know. But kickers are so indispensable, man. I feel so bad for kickers. It's literally you have one bad week where you go. You could go two for three, but if you miss that third one and it was when they really needed it, you're cut. See you bye. You know, it's just it's so ruthless at that position. Yeah, they, they get run through. All right, who the you got? was at like five this year. <laughs> well, everybody's had their their trouble with kickers. Uh, well, at least most teams have. Uh, who is your uh, who's your pick in this game, Bill? You going Vikings or Chargers? Uh, as much as I hate putting money on Kirk Cousins, I hate even more the thought of betting on the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known. All right, fair enough. Uh, Flan, who are you going with, Vikings or Chargers? Chargers have a losing record, right? I believe so. Yes. So Vikings. Okay. So yeah, there's. <laughs> 
This was a playoff team last year. I just can't believe what happened to them. They're just, but Bill, I believe, I believe you. I'm starting to believe your th- your theory more and more that they're just cursed. They're just a, a perpetually cursed franchise. So, you know, but so I they get for moving. I still the think Raiders that they're gonna eat that. I still think that they could make it work. Uh, yeah, I know they should have. The, the the Chargers should have gone to Vegas. You would have had a way better uh, because you're a transient team anyway. You would have had a way better luck out there in Vegas. And or just moving to like uh, St. Louis because they lost their team or something. I don't know about that. That's a little far. The Chargers to Vegas that makes makes way more sense. Chargers to Vegas because they're a transient team. You get a bunch of tourists out there where they can gamble, still go out and watch football. They'll go take in a Charger game. They might not even be a Charger fan, but they're going to sell tickets because they're going to go see whoever the Chargers are playing. You already see that happen in L.A. And then you had the Raiders move in with the Rams. You have the two teams that already had history in L.A. to begin with move there and at least Oakland fans can still feel some semblance of attachment to the team because it's still in California. Am I wrong, Bill? Yeah, and it's somewhere that they have been. Yeah. So, because I don't know, are you still going to follow them out to Vegas? Uh, I think I have to. Oh, well, you said you had mentioned before. You had mentioned before when I asked you, you said, I don't know, maybe the Bears follow Khalil Mack. Like, I'd respect that. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a yeah, storied that, that, franchise. That's that, a dumpster fire. Yeah, but, well, that's, but that's respectable because I feel like you went to an equal clout franchise where it's like there's history, but there's also equal amounts of suffrage within that franchise that you, yeah, as a Raider a fan. a lot of history, but it's a long time ago. Yeah, but you, as a Raider fan, can relate to that because you've had history, but it was a long time ago and there's recent Just suffrage. Before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then you know we don't mention the we don't mention the TR the O uh, two you know we just let that go we slide let that slide. All right, uh, wild card games, gentlemen. I'm gonna run down the other guys' picks first. We'll just uh, agree or disagree on if it's a good or good or bad pick. Dan is taking Dallas plus one against the Rams at home. Good or bad pick, fellas? I wouldn't pick them. Dallas is gonna get boat raced. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, bad pick. Bad pick. I think we're Jason all agreeing. Jason Garrett's a clapper. <laughs> we're all, all he does is clap. <laughs> uh, the only person who claps better is Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll can chew gum while he does it at the same time, too. So it might just de facto make him better uh, all, right there. So Dallas plus one with Dan. We think that's a bad pick. All right. Uh, Cousin John is taking the Washington R-Words plus four and a half. I'm trying to find, They are hosting Philadelphia. So... That's a bad pick. I think that's an. That's an pick. awful pick. <laughs> I'm I picking the Eagles. That's my wild card. Flan, so that's a trap. <laughs> is, well, is that is that a good or a bad pick, Flan? Uh, I wouldn't. I would not have picked the Redskins. You've seen the Red. Oh, ooh, I almost said it. You you've seen the Washington Football Franchise play in person. They actually played pretty well against the Niners, actually. So what did, what were your takeaways against them? It was a really rainy game. Okay. <laughs> We're going to believe in the elements. All right, fantastic. All right, right. Uh, Tim taking the Rams minus one. I think we already agreed that's a great pick. So, uh, yeah, we, we don't have much confidence. What about Bills? Yeah, that's a good pick. We don't have confidence in Dallas. I'm, we're going to get to Bills here in a second. Don't you worry. And then Mateo and then uh, myself, because I didn't realize this until I was writing, uh, writing down his pick, that we both took Tampa Bay minus three against Detroit. Jameis Winston's going to throw four interceptions, and he might also fumble the ball, but he's also going to throw the ball for 400 yards and four touchdowns. And I think that's more than enough that the, Bronco, or the Buccaneers need to no cover. Mike Evans. It doesn't matter. He'll make a habit. That's good because you know. That's too. good because I picked up Brashad Perryman for my fantasy league. So he can. Th- so Jameis, throw the ball to Perryman, and we're all good to go. You cover. I win the fantasy. It's all. It's all good. It's all hey, good to go. Keep it out of Goodwin's hands. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> well, all right. And then, um, fun fact: before we get off, I need to talk to. I need to bring up the fantasy thing with you guys real quick. All right. And then, uh, so fantasy thing. Bill. 
Bill, well, hold on. Bill taking the uh, the Eagles minus four and a half. Uh, we agreed that, uh, yeah, just by laughing at Cousin John's pick with the R words. This is a great pick, man. They did. They, fly, Eagles, fly. They looked scared. That, I mean, they looked scary against the Giants. I did not like what I saw on TV until they somehow figured it out towards there in the fourth quarter and, and eventually they overtime. They had a good halftime speech. Yeah, well, it's still, you need to play a lot better than that, and especially against the Giants. So I, I think they know that. I don't know if he actually. I don't know if either team really wants to win that division because they know they're going to lose in the first round. Absolutely not. Yeah, right. It's just one of those years where it's like, we're like we're good enough to win the division, but we don't. Well, we're not good enough to win a playoff game, so why even bother? You know, it's like that because you're not going to raise a division, a division a championship pennant or anything like that. It's not like they do that. So, Flynn, who's your wild card too? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I did. Oh man, the Colts. <laughs> Fucking a, Jim Mercy. Flan, who's your uh, who's your wild card pick? I'm going with your team, Steelers. You're gonna go take the Steelers. You're gonna put that Ew. hex on them. You're gonna put that hex on them, huh? Yes. Minus two and a half at home against the minus Bills. Minus two. Minus two. I have minus two and a half here. Oh, minus two on Caesars. My bad. Okay. So minus two at home against the Bills in a game that was flexed to Sunday night. I'm not gonna lie. The Mike Tomlin's pretty fucking good in prime time. So that's that's good. Like like I'm pretty confident with that. But this is the Bills, like, first Sunday night game in a while, isn't But, it? I mean, the Bills, man. The thing with the Bills is that they're one of those teams where they're another one that's beaten every team that they should have, right? Like, the only the only team that they've beaten that's yeah, above. Yeah, their losses come against good teams. The only, the only team above 500 that they beat was the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and the Cowboys were a 500 team. So, I'm just saying, look at this schedule. They beat the Jets one point week one. They beat the Giants. They beat the Bengals. They lost to the Patriots. They beat the Titans. They beat the Dolphins. They lost to the Eagles. They beat the R-Words. They lost to the Browns. And then they beat the Dolphins again. They beat the Broncos. Uh, they beat the Cowboys. They lost to the Ravens. So this is... This is it. This God, is huge. That's a joke of a this, <laughs> <laughs> that then, even real? They wrap with the Steelers, the Patriots. AFC East is just a joke. They wrap with the Steelers, Patriots, and Bills. So Both AFC and NFC East. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, but yeah, so this is a it's a huge game for the Steelers. They need this. If they win, then they move up into fifth. The fifth they play, spot. They play the Ravens next week, right? No, they play the Ravens in Week Seventeen. Ooh. The Steelers have. They finish out. Which, which game they're gonna flex the prime time? They finish out. They finish out with. They go Bills, Jets, Ravens. So I'm already marking the Raven game as an L. So it's imperative that they win these next two games. They need to get to ten wins, and then I think they make the playoffs. They need these next two games because unless the Ravens have the number one seed locked up and they just decide to coast week 17, which I highly doubt because it's a chance to fucking stuff it in the Steelers' faces, and wouldn't you love to do that if you're a Ravens fan? So it's like, you know, why wouldn't you show up for that game? So this, that's why this game is huge. So thank you for putting the pressure on my team. You're welcome. All right. Uh, speaking of fantasy, fellas, so uh, I don't know if you've taken a note to the semifinal matchups. Humble brag, I'm in them. Uh, against DeWald, but then in the uh, in the semifinals, it's Chris Quack versus Mateo. So, just a uh, a lot of a lot of analytics and statistics and numbers being mulled over in that matchup. You know, Chris Quack sent me scrupulous a detail that's being taken over. Chris Quack sent me a video of the theme song to Lord of the Rings, and it's it's his favorite song to fuck to. <laughs> 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 oh man, it's been a while since we had Quack on the podcast. That's pencil him into the championship game, man. <laughs> <laughs> what you say, pencil him into the championship game? Oh, he. You know what's funny is he lost last year to Bobo in the inaugural the inaugural CSR league. So. Quack trying to get back. What if he just, you know, he's got a potential to be the Buffalo Bills of our fantasy <laughs> football league. That'd be wild. Oh, my goodness. So all I know is that I hope you guys are cheering for Team Heavy Petting Zoo. 
So the heavy petting zoo coming coming for that coming for that championship. What a lame man. name. Do you, even, do you even understand it? Nope. No heavy petting. It's like second base. Mm. It's like you know. Gross. Nice fondling. Nice heavy petting. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I forget what my I, oh yeah that's right I changed it from Tragic Johnson because I just I thought of the heavy petting zoo I was like mm, that's a good one the heavy petting zoo. Nice. Just a zoo of heavy petting. All right, uh, Bill. Where the animals pet you back. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> no peanut butter needed. All right. So uh, we're going to talk to you again on when, next Wednesday. Good luck with your bets. All right, sir? All right. Try not to I get too emotional watching that, that Oakland game. Well, let's see. How many are, how many picks are we have that's similar? Uh, one, two. So two. Well, I hope I hope our thoughts align on two games. How about that? So... I can't promise the rest of them. Those will be your two wins of the week, then. Oh, okay. Very funny. All right, Bill. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Always a pleasure. See you, Bill. Bye, Bill. Bye. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Flan, I have first up on the winners losers list. Kawhi returns to Toronto and the Clippers shit pump the, the Raptors. So I don't I mean obviously he's a god in Toronto, so he doesn't have to worry about it or any you know, anything for the rest of his life while he's up there. But uh definitely came back and asserted his dominance and was just like, Yo, I own this bitch. So Yes. Uh what it what yeah, winner, loser for Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, winner, 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 pretty, winner. Pretty you got guys ring two, everything. What's the uh, what's the actual? What was the score tonight? Like a lot to eighty something. There you go. There, one twelve ninety two. So uh, twenty points, and it was a lot worse than it actually finished. So it still finished pretty bad. Cut on for the <laughs> cut on for the Clippers, I guess. Uh, yeah. So good for Kawhi, King Kawhi, up in Toronto. All right, next up on the winners losers list. Ronaldo got mad at a field rusher. So a guy ran onto the field to try and take a picture with Ronaldo as like soon as the game was over. And I don't know if you've seen the video, but Ronaldo looks like he got shot in the in the um, in the lat. So it, you know, just mm. fucking, he just like no, kind of yeah. And then he gets hella pissed at the guy. It looks like he's about to swing, but then he remembers I'm Ronaldo. I'm just a pretty face. I can't fight. So <laughs> and he doesn't. So. Exactly uh, what went through his mind. <laughs> exactly, 100%. 100%. I'm just a pretty face. I can't fight. So, and there you go. Uh, so, when I'm going to say loser for the field rusher. Uh, I guess it's a win for Ronaldo because it looks like he was about to lose his mind. But then he's like, no, look at this. I have restraint. You know, like, so don't worry if, like, there's ever an assault charge. Just resort back to this video and just be like, no, I demonstrate restraint. Okay. <laughs> Next up, the NFL is set to review pass interference in the offseason. Flan, was this a mistake from the start? Was this just a giant fucking mistake? It just a one giant overreaction because we missed a blatant call in New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because the fact that the only the reason they did is because it happened at the end of the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And it was something, I mean, you know, there were still some plays that happened I mean, afterwards, many, but it know, heavily but, but how many times? How many times in a big game like that does that actually happen? That was, that was the first time. Yeah, but I think it's also pretty just, like, simple thinking that there should be somebody that's just sitting back in New York or New Jersey, wherever they're sitting watching the games that could just call into the officiating at, at a game and just be like, yo, you missed that call, run it back. You know, like, I don't think it should be that hard to have a sky judge that can come in and let you and, and make the, the corrective action as needed. Just but, get but it's <coughs> also to a point when you start doing this re- reviewing thing, you're all of a sudden, you're all of a sudden like you're taking out the whole, like 
you're gonna all, you're gonna slow it down to a point you where say you're the momentum. Yeah. I get you. I get what you're saying, and that's why I'm saying it should only be for calls that are like pretty obvious or calls that you think might influence the game, right? Because it's like there's realistically how many there's five or six officials out there that are looking after 22 guys. There's bound to be some missed calls. So of those missed calls that happen on every single play. Think about when they happen and when, when they're starting to happen at certain points of the game. It would be I would I, w- I don't mind the idea of having just a sky judge just come in. You don't need to have let the coaches be like I want to challenge that. Like that's fine, but at least like they're gonna just take a look at what at what reviewing it is gonna be like and and what they should look for in the reviews. And it's not just pass interference. I think it should just be you know if it's a bullshit tripping call, I think you should be able to go back and challenge that and just be like where did the trip occur. And then just have the NFL be like, yeah, no, that was a terrible call. We made the mistake. Yeah, but if you, I feel like if you start doing that, you're throwing a flag on every other play then. Well, I mean, you're, they, and they, then you're they three, already your do. Three, your three-and-a-half-hour yeah. games are turning into a four-and-a-half-hour game. They, I mean, Not that's down, why, that's why you hours. limit the amount of times that you're able to do it. It's the NFL that goes in and controls it, right? So it's only on plays yeah, that – But if you limit on – so you you challenge a penalty, and all of a sudden you're – then you don't have a challenge anymore, and all of a sudden you're – yeah, it, it just, I don't know. Then I you just have to like wait. It. Then you just have to wait on the league to, to step in, and that's where the league would only step in if it was super egregious, not on a ticky tack call thought, that you wanted to I challenge. I thought from the get go, challenging that was not. It was not. So oh, that was a mistake. But I'm saying the NFL should still come in and just be like, you know, hand to Zeus, come in, whoosh, just swoop in and just be like, this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen, and fucking boom, make make it happen during a game. Instead of instead of having the coaches I'm, try I'm and challenge. Just pers- I'm just challenging penalties. I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, no, neither am I. But that's what I'm saying. The NFL should be able to come in and patrol itself and just be like, that was a bad call or we missed that call. We need to fix that. It shouldn't be incumbent upon the coaches to just to challenge it because then you're putting the then you're just putting them in an awkward position in in an awkward relationship with the refs where it becomes contentious instead of trying to work with them. You feel like you're working against the officials and Mm -hmm. nobody wants to work against the officials. So, all right. uh, So that's I guess that's a win for the NFL that they're going to review it. But it was an L to begin with for doing it this year. The uh, Sharks have fired head coach Peter DeBoer after a terrible start. They pretty much pretty much cleaning house from what I've heard up in the front office. So uh, that's a that's a win for the Sharks. You got to start new, get some fresh fresh blood in there. No pun intended. Having an awful season. (laughs) Pretty much. I didn't like DeBoer from the beginning because he just got that face where he looked kind of scared. He looked like a fat guy who was just always curious where the buffet was. Mm. And, and then nervous when he found out he might have to pay for it. So I, I just I didn't like his face. He didn't have a good. He doesn't have a good coach face. And I need I need a guy with a good coach face if I'm gonna hop back on the Sharks bandwagon. And and we'll, we'll see what happens for the rest of the year, because uh, as we're watching Jesus Christ, <coughs> as we're watching this Dubs game right now, they're hanging tough with the Knicks. But hanging tough with the Knicks is not a good sentence to be saying. In basketball right now, it's a good game. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, so the Knicks, the Knicks NBA team is losing to the Warriors G League team right now. I mean, is beating barely beating the Warriors G League team. Oh look, we're only down two. <laughs> All right, fuck, dude, my cough. Plan. <coughs> the final four teams have been announced for the college football playoff. That's W W W W W. You happy with the four? You happy I with am. the final four? I'm happy with the four. I think this is like the first time. No, there hasn't been anybody saying we should have been in there. I think there's four. Because everybody else sure. was two lost, right? I think from five seed out, everybody was a two lost team, so you couldn't say anything. You had to be undefeated or one loss. And who you got who in. you who you got in winning the play, it. in the playoff? Yeah, who you got winning Clemson. it? Clemson, absolutely, one hundred percent. Are they really that good? Yeah, I don't like LSU's defense. Joe Burrow's good, but I think Clemson's defense really. I really think Clemson honestly has just been literally coasting through this entire year. 
Just waiting and, for this four get these two yes. games. And if they beat Ohio State, then they'll beat the winner of Oklahoma LSU because I think Oklahoma LSU is going to be a closer game than people want to admit. Like Oklahoma doesn't have a defense, so that'll be that'll be fine. LSU is going to score at will there, and you know LSU is going to be able to put up their points. The interesting part of that game is going to be watching what they do, uh, what Oklahoma's offense does against a. I would say above average LSU defense, but the defense is nowhere near the level are, of their offense. Are those games on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? I think New Year's Eve. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me double check that actually. Usually the last year I think it was Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, then those two games after, right? Uh, At y- night on New Year's. Yes, I believe so, sir. Let me. And then they got like ten days before. Uh huh. Don't they have like ten days or eleven? Well, they have days? like two weeks before they play in this one. Yeah. Yeah, so it falls on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So we are looking at. Excuse you. Where all the where did the games go? I don't know. I don't have. It's not showing the playoff games. Wow. That's not what I wanted. But what I was saying was is. Clemson's gonna get by. If Clemson gets by Ohio State, they're just they're gonna they're gonna beat they're gonna beat either LSU or Oklahoma. It doesn't matter. So, and then I don't know who finished fifth or sixth, but yeah, they didn't they didn't stand a chance at uh at going. Florida's gonna play in the Orange Bowl. See that? They're gonna play against Virginia. They're gonna win the Orange Bowl this year. Fuck yes. Yeah. Well, you know, if you can't make the playoff, might as well win one of those big bowl games. So. I'm trying to see. The semifinals are the Fiesta Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and they'll be on December 28th. And then the national championship game is in New Orleans on January 13th. So it could be essentially a home game for LSU. And and I still think Clemson will win, regardless. I still think Clemson takes the whole thing. But but should Clemson lose? Have I, they blown every I think team o- out so far? I think Ohio State wins. I just think the winner comes out of that playoff game. So. Has Clemson blown like every team out so far? No, not really. They've just – it's – it's they know they're better than everybody, man. So it's like they haven't had to, they don't, they're not, they haven't been pressed at all. Look at this, this entire, this has been their season this year. It was a twenty-four to ten, or no, they beat Georgia Tech fifty-two to fourteen, beat Texas A&M twenty-four ten, beat Syracuse forty-one to six, beat Charlotte fifty-two to ten, beat UNC twenty-one twenty. Beat Florida State 45-14. Beat Louisville 45-10. Beat uh, beat Boston College 59-7. Beat Wofford 59-14. Beat NC State 55-10. Beat Wake Forest 52-3. Beat South Carolina 38-3. And then beat Virginia 62-17. So, I mean, quietly, yes, they've been doing it all year. And you could judge the level of competition, but that's, I mean, the same could be said for, you know, what Ohio State did in the Big Ten. Michigan's playing Alabama in the Citrus Bowl. Really? Alabama's going to absolutely work. That's Michigan. not good. <laughs> yeah, that's not good for Michigan fans. That's not a good game. That's not a good game. I'm looking at other Damn, thir- Big Ten's in uh, four. That's four teams. Oh, there's the, there they are. Michigan, Minnesota, or uh, Wisconsin. Holiday Ohio Bowl. State. Holiday Bowl. Number 22, USC versus number 16, Iowa. That's going to be a good one. That's oh, yeah. going to be a good game. That'll be a fun one to bet on, too. Oof. Florida, Virginia. I said that in the Orange oh, Bowl. Yeah, don't worry. I'm taking the Orange Bowl. Utah, Texas in the Alamo Bowl. The Outback Bowls, Minnesota, Auburn, Rose Bowl, Oregon, Wisconsin. That one's gonna be good. Sugar Bowls, Georgia and Baylor. Yeah, North Carolina Temple. Where's that? 
on the 27th. Oh. I'm looking at these. Uh, what I like the I like the I like I like watching these uh, Utah State, Kent State, the Buffalo, Charlotte's of the world. You know the. Uh, oh yeah, some Florida Atlantic's <laughs> SMU. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. The Boca Raton, the Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah. Charlotte versus Buffalo at 11 a.m. in the Bahamas Bowl, and that is happening two less than, in a week and a half. So we have almost entered bowl season. It'll literally be six days after Army Navy will be in bowl season, and then you have bowl games from the 20th. Through the twenty first, twenty second, and the Illini. Huh? Ooh, no, no bowl games on the twenty second. That's stupid. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know why they're not playing any bowl games on the twenty second. Is that a, is that a Sunday? Yeah, that's 20, why. Yeah, that's why NFL football. That's why stupid. Okay, my bad. And then you have okay. So there's a game on Monday, the Gasparilla Bowl, the UCF Marshall game, Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii versus BYU. Okay. Beautiful. Surprisingly, a large po- uh, population of Mormons over in Hawaii. So don't expect BYU to have some fans out there. I'm just saying. I'll be there. Pinstripe Bowl, Wake Forest, Michigan State. Jesus Christ, that could. I honestly, honestly, UCF Marshall could be a better game than this than Wake Forest, Michigan State. Fuck yes. They would have to pay to put points up on the board. Fuck yes. Cotton Bowl, Min- Memphis, Penn State. That's gonna be a good one. I miss that. And then this one just says bowls. Uh, Notre Dame versus Iowa State. I don't know what bowl game they're playing in. Oh, it's the Camping World Bowl. Oh, okay. Well, that's good for Notre Dame, I guess. The Red Box Bowl. Wow, we just really giving names to anybody. Wow, the Red Box Bowl. California versus Illinois. Thank you. Taking Illinois on that. All I'm right, gonna, let's move on. I'm gonna parlay the sh- <laughs> I'm gonna parlay the shit out of bowl season. All right. Uh, last up on the winners losers list, we have Stephen A. Smith's most annoying people in sports. He revealed the list on first take yesterday. Number five, the New York Knicks. Number four, Baker Mayfield. Uh-huh. Number three, Antonio Brown. Number two was Cowboy fans. Do you know what number one was? Himself. Yes. Yes, sir. Stephen A. Smith, most annoying person in sports was himself. So for that, I give him the W for being able to take a joke because, yes, he does. We, we know that he's annoying. Like, he's very entertaining, but he is also annoying as fuck sometimes. So, good for him. But I like that list, dude. Just the New York Knicks. He's so annoyed with the Knicks. Baker Mayfield, Antonio Brown, Cowboys fans, and then number one, Stephen A. Smith. All right, that'll do it for the winners and losers. Now let's wrap it up with the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. So as we open up the Twitter machine, see what's trending. Flan, you got anything? Jennifer Lopez was nominated for an Oscar. Mm. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Yeah, J-Lo. For her role in Hustlers. All right. The one that had Cardi B flashing her patootie. Mm. Not what they call it nowadays? Yeah. All right. Nice. Well, Lizzo. You should talk about Lizzo. Oh, no, Flashing those cheeks at uh, the <laughs> Laker game. It was just really, you know, nobody uh, nobody asked for that. So There's a new Wheel of Fortune host. <laughs> Vanna White. She's yeah. been on the show for like 40 years, bro. But she never hosted <laughs> it, though. You know, that's right. Good for Vanna White. It's a job promotion. Do we know why she got the job promotion? I don't know. Can you investigate that further or no? Mm. Deep dive. Do 
why you should care the Vanna White. Mm. Oh, he recovers from surgery. All right. That's unfortunate. All right. Uh, just a couple other things to touch upon before we wrap up. I have uh, blood drives. Blood drives are in pop culture because it's important to give back, but more importantly because your boy was on the air doing a blood drive remote. And... This you gave air. You gave blood on air. No, I didn't. No, I interviewed people who were about to give blood on air, and I wasn't even supposed to be doing the interview. Wait, prep, like a pep talk. No, just oh. talking about it, getting people out to do a blood drive. It was through the radio station, and it was a remote that we were not originally supposed to do, and then had some backdoor dealings going on with some individuals that said they were going to be there, and then they weren't. So then I had to fill in and take care of the blood drive, and uh, do that remote. So, I mean, it's cool because I'm going to get paid for it. But it's still, it was just one of those things where it's just like, oh, that's so awesome. Yes, let's let's do this. So, But blood drive is important, and it's important to give back to people. And so uh, interviewed our former principal, Graham Rutherford. He was one of the people there because he does like a platelet donation. Also interviewed the mayor of Santa Rosa, Tom Schwanthel. So that was cool. Also took a selfie, put me on his Did Facebook page. Did you ask him why their arms are so vascular? They're sticking needles in there? No, I didn't oh. know. I was, you know. I actually, I was asking, I was like, you just go, that is hot. I, had, I was asking uh, the mayor, I was like, do you know where I can get any anabolics? Because beach season's right around the corner and I'm trying to get up on, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a leg up, so. She's on the air, dude, I got a drug test soon. <laughs> <laughs> so my drug test, yeah, I got a drug test here soon for a promotion at the radio station. I was wondering, can I get some of your blood? Please, some pure blood. All right. Uh, next up, uh, stand up. And why? Because did you know Friday nights there's stand up at Belly? Uh, downtown Santa Rosa. I don't know what that means. There's stand-up comedy. Okay. At Where? Belly Left oh. Coast Taproom and you Kitchen. Said, you said stand-up Belly. I said there's stand-up Belly. Yeah, there's stand-up at Belly. I don't know. Downtown. Okay. I gotcha, oh, okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. So yeah, went there on Friday, dude. There was three people that performed, and only one of them was funny. But it was still cool to see that they have like a comedy thing there. Mic? So, I don't know if it's open mic, but. It's definitely Every Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's a good spot to pregame, right? For just to get ready for the for the evening, just to enjoy a cocktail or two and, and a couple laughs. So, uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, it's something to explore there. I, I w- I'm not exactly sure what I'm gonna be doing my Fridays anymore because I don't have to call any high school games. Our last one is gonna be this Saturday. We're calling the state game for Rancho. But they made the state. Yeah, yeah. So. Are you going on? You're on, going on to Carson. No, they don't do it at Carson anymore. They oh. do it all, every other year. They alternate. So this year, if you were a Northern California team that qualified, you host it. So Newman's hosting their their state championship game on on Saturday as well. It's oh, you at your school? Yeah, you host oh. it at your school. Yeah, very unfair. But <coughs> I guess that's the way they're doing it now. Um, it's like I'm kind of made it cool for a player to play, to either play at Carson, to play like an NFL field. Yeah, well, the thing is, they used to have the football teams go down to Southern California, and then they'd have the the basketball teams come up and play in Sacramento. You know, mm-hmm. so at least it would even out that way, and but not anymore. All right, uh, yeah. So the uh, stand-up comedy at Belly, good place to start with the pregame. I uh, definitely recommend it. We gotta check it out. Uh, there was a guy who who got up there on stage and he said, oh, "I'm 19 years old, and you know, I I moved back in with my parents, but I had a roommate, and my roommate at the time, you know, this is last year, he was 34, and I was 18, so it'd be really awkward, and he'd bring when he bring girls home." So sometimes when I'd get bored, you know, they'd be having sex and I could hear him. So he goes, I'd run into the room in the middle of the night and say, wake up, wake up, it's Christmas. <laughs> and that shit was hella funny, dude, because this dude looked young. And I'm saying, I look young, but this one looked real young. And he just got up there and he felt like he felt like a natural. He wasn't even the headliner. Headliner was kind of weak, uh, to be completely honest. 
But yeah, that shit, yeah, it was pretty good. Or like he, his roommate would bring girls back and he they he go to the bathroom and you'd just see him sitting out there in the living room and just be like, "You're never gonna replace mom." <laughs> it just fuck with that shit was. I don't know. He was he was really good. So it's just something to check out. It's definitely gonna be a hit or miss. But hey, man, like it's not like you're paying for a ticket to walk in. You just sit there and they're there. Like yeah. those comics are just performing for free drinks. Is really what's happening. All right, and then last up on the pop culture update, I have podcasts because uh, the cohort sports report is gonna be branching out mm. under. We're gonna basically. The new thing is podcast networks, man. So we're expanding the enterprise unofficially through KSRO and North Bay Biz Magazine, starting a podcast at through work uh, that's also going to be a sports podcast, but it's going to be a different take. It's going to be more of a roundtable discussion mm. on things, uh, whereas this we're just kind of firing back and forth, just giving gut check reactions. Yeah, it's, there'll still be a, a flavor and flair of that, but you know, those of you that are that are subscribed to the uh, to the cohort sports report. So you'll be doing two podcasts. Pretty much. Wow. And two radio shows. Not a big deal. Wow. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. So you know, uh, it w- so if you see that pop up, uh, you- you'll see it pop up either this week or next week. Uh, we're in the we're in the workings getting that going. So you know, just give it a listen. You might like it. It's going to be uh, comparatively shorter to this one because you know it's it's just going to be quick. One we'll be discussing one to two topics. The, and and you know this is well, anything or sports. It's or what? M- mainly mainly sports and pop culture. You know stuff like that. Uh, it's where like sports and pop culture kind of cross and intersect. Really is what that's going to be about. Uh, it's still going to be you know so it can be part informative, but also mostly entertaining. Whereas this is like you know let's cover as many sports as we can and or what's going on in the sporting world and hot takes and jokes and laughs. Like you know this is. That I, I enjoy this, but this is going to be something a little separate. There's still going to be the entertainment value there, but it's just going to be a different approach to what we do uh, all around here. And it's still going to be under the Cohort Sports Report uh, Podcast Network and also underneath the Going Deep Raiders Podcast Network. That's a uh, mm. podcast that Luke going Straub does. Deep. Yeah, So Going Deep, yeah. So it'll be a cross with those and, and our, you know, mix of those two coming together under, or, you know, and, and under the Cohort Sports Report Network. So just something to look out for. Uh, moving and shaking around here. Nice. Yeah. Because we're not busy enough. Why not? We'll just throw more shit on the plate, you know? Fuck it. All right, Flan, you got anything else? No, sir. Nope. All right. Good to have you back, sir. I'll see you on, uh, well, I mean, I'll probably hit you up to go out drinking this weekend, but, you know, uh, but we'll be back here on Sunday. Yes, sir. All right. Fantastic. To the haters and losers, or no, not to the haters, for the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a floss, I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV. I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and Beasy. I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a go no keeper. Freestyling, got a wet, that's a LA leaker. Guess who's coming out your eardrum and your speaker? I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag on passenger side, sting Ray two seater. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow. Got heated. Hey, hop out, pull up, get out. Hey, hop out, pull up, get out. Hey, hop out, pull up, get out. Hey, hop out, pull up, get out.
really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit. I'm about to make it out of the pit. Why they foul, I'm a hit. From the line here and switch. From my crown to the shin, dick. Now they a miss. When I'm gone, nigga, bitch. Don't call, that's a tip. I'm about to walk around with my shit. I never heard it down to the dips. I'm always out of town for the glitz. 100 miles for the trip. From my style, that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing rips. Stoop kids and we about to be next. I ain't have to rock a thigh while the flex. See the glam, you see flex. I got diamonds and flesh, nigga. Friends turn to sketch, niggas real fast. Life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan. Shorty said to come through, but she still playing. I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying. They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit. 